Welcome to the Biasat Podcast. I'm Alex Miller with Corporate Communications, and we're here today with Lisa Scalpone, Vice President and General Manager for Viasat Brazil. In 2018, Viasat entered into a partnership with Telebras, Brazil's state-run telecom. Since then, more than 4,500 broadband access sites have been installed, along with the major ground components linking to Brazil's SGDC satellite. And just recently, some final legal hurdles were cleared that enabled Viasat and Telebras to move even more quickly with installations. So, so Lisa, what do these new developments mean for the Viasat-Telebras partnership? What were those things that we needed to get past? Hi, Alex. The things we needed to get past was uh, approval from a court called TCU. In Brazil, uh, the court system is much more complex than the court system here in the U.S., and there is a separate court system for federal contracts. Because Telebras is a state-owned company, uh, 80% state-owned, they are required to put all of their contracts through TCU, and the TCU judges, or ministers as they're known, uh, approve the contracts, and they look at whether the contracting process was legal and whether uh, it's a balanced contract. So as per the normal process, our contract was submitted to TCU last week, I think it was like uh-huh. <laughs> on last week uh, we got approval from TCU that the contract uh, was fully approved. So we're pretty excited about that that we have official sanction from the TCU and the contract itself was a a novel application of a law in Brazil allowing for public-private partnerships and also a new kind of business model in which we do a revenue share with a state-owned company, Telebras. So uh, it took the court uh, a thorough analysis to figure out exactly how we were planning on operating this thing, and they found it fully legal. So we're really excited about that. Uh, What it means for us is that we we can fully launch the business. While we have launched uh, the, the Telebras customers, mostly public schools already, from the commercial side of the capacity, the, the capacity that Viasat itself will monetize, we had not launched because each site that we launch requires an investment. And with the legal uncertainty over it, we couldn't invest in these sites with the uncertainty of knowing whether we could keep them and keep providing service. The other practical matter is we felt uncomfortable uh, recruiting for our Viasat Brazil company because uh, we couldn't guarantee that we had TCU approval. Right. And, and I would imagine that whenever, uh, you know, as we grow globally and you go into different countries, there's always going to be a fair amount of, of, you know, things that you've got to figure out and how each country works. Yeah. The glass half full approach to our delay in launching is that because we were working hard on the GSAC sites, that's what we call the, the Telebras customers, mostly schools, uh, we learned the country. And uh, we got a year in the country where we um, studied the market, we learned about the usage, we learned about how to get from point A to point B in Brazil. And of course, it was more challenging than we thought. So it's good that we have we had that chance to do that. So I, I think you touched on a little bit, but can you talk a little bit more about the relationship uh, with with Telebras and how it's structured? Like, who, who does what? And that is part of the complexity. This is a right. really different agreement than anything that's been done before. So... The satellite itself uh, is is a basically a Brazilian asset. It's got two kinds of payloads, an X-band that is uh, operated by the military and the KA-band payload, which is the Telebras uh, payload. And that's what we share with Telebras. It's 42% will be used for Telebras government customers and 58% is Viasat's to monetize. And there is a revenue share uh, that kind of goes both ways under that agreement. And then um, we're also using some some partners on the ground in Brazil to help with installations and things like that. 
Yeah, and if you look at the actual duties within the operation of that payload, it's, it's actually pretty interesting. So while we operate the baseband gear, Telebras brings the fi- their fiber provider. They bring the fiber that goes to the gateways. They also do the large antennas at the gateway and the RF gear. Uh, they do the the first line of customer support to their their customers, and we do it for ours. Uh, we also provide network monitoring. So if you look at if you look at a diagram, we it, it's, it's spliced up between the two of us, which of course means we have to be completely coordinated and work well together. So Brazil had this satellite in place, and I needed a ground system, and we were able to get in there very quickly. How did we get in there uh, as quickly as we did to get that ground system up and running? Satellite's useless without its ground network. For us, since we use Surfbeam 2 technology, this is a technology that we've had since Viasat 1. We understand it. We know how to deploy it. It's used in other networks around the world. So we we quite literally put a bunch of our employees from the U.S. Uh, on a plane, and they kind of moved in down there and, and brought the network up quickly. So Lisa, you referenced that many of the sites installed so far in the in the what's called the GSAC program have been schools. So can you talk a little bit about uh, what they had before and how this new service has uh, been helping them? Yeah, so this is uh, pretty exciting for us to to give school children internet. It's sort of the highest order use of our service, I think. So the schools had a variety of possible solutions. Some had none. Uh, some had some legacy KU band service, which. Um, you know, it, it's going to be limited in throughput, so that means maybe one device can be connected. It's going to be limited in speed, so you might not be able to get uh, streaming video or high-quality streaming video. That may see, you may say, why do schools need that? Well, they use um, video instruction tools like the Khan Academy, so it's really important to have streaming video and lots of students on it. Uh, so we're, we're well over a million students now if you count up the, uh, the student body at the, the schools installed already. Wow, that's great. And so we've been have we been hearing from some of the like teachers and, and students about uh, how they're enjoying the, the new speeds? You know, because it's a Telebras customer, I don't hear directly from them. But what we can see is the usage on the network, which is exactly what you'd want to see. It's at the right hours, the school hours. It's heavy usage. You see the video streaming, uh, suggesting they're they're doing you know distance learning and and similar activities. So we're pretty we're pretty excited um, about this. I mean we're we're over halfway to our our goal of the current allotment of GSAC sites. We've t- spoken before about how the bulk of Brazil's population is on the coasts, where they've got access to high speed options like you know, 4G, mobile, and cable and fiber and. So Brazil's government, like a lot of governments, wanted to give people in more rural areas access to broadband. So some of these are pretty remote places, even in like the Amazon rainforest. And you alluded to it early, but how much of a challenge has that been? So it has been an interesting and difficult challenge getting to the remote sites. Uh, You know, Brazil is about 210 million people. So, you know, maybe two thirds of the, the population of the U.S. And the rough Brazil and the USA are roughly the same size. But the U.S. has probably four times as many roads. And of the roads that Brazil has, maybe 5% are paved. So, so we need to get our satellite equipment, the, the dish and the modem and the transceiver, to every single site. Uh, getting from point A, the warehouse, to the, the site is way more challenging because in the U.S., you, you, you put it, you know, you have a distribution center, it goes on a truck, and the creativity of the installer in getting to a site is not necessarily what you're, what you're worried about. And in Brazil, the local knowledge of how to get from point A to point B is absolutely critical. It may require a motorbike, a, tr- a truck, a barge 
going over paved roads, going over washed out roads that require a detour. Uh, you know, we're not ruling out things like uh, small planes. So that's really going to bring internet to a lot of people who may not have had it before and to make it more affordable. That would be the ultimate goal, to make our, our service cost-effective enough, because these are low-income communities. That's why they don't have good internet. But we, we need to make sure the service can be affordable in the home. And it, it may, may be a tough challenge to do that if the you know each home needs its own terminal. It might be easier to get the cost down if you use a single terminal and then distribute the, the Wi-Fi. And so in addition to everyone on land, I imagine there's a fair amount of maritime activity along the coast as well. Yeah, and SGDC, they actually designed the satellites so that there are a couple beams that are, are covering those platforms out in, the, out in the ocean. Thinking a little bit more about the things that satellite will bring, um, in addition to just being able to get online for people, you know, and doing anything from you know, social media to emailing or Skype or things like that, what are the things that reaching those sort of, you know, poorly connected populations bring on a, like a socioeconomic basis? So, you know, I, a couple things there. One is the SGDC-1 satellite is really unique in the world. Our deal is unique in the world and the program is unique in the world. This is a satellite that had two purposes. One was it needs to be economically viable on its own. So the Brazilian government built this with the goal that it was not going to be a that it that it needed to make a, a reasonable return on the investment. I, we absolutely agree that's the right way to go. But there was a second purpose, and that's the social purpose. It was also built by the state to benefit exactly the populations we're talking about. So you know, this is I think first of all, it's great for uh, Brazil to be on the the leading edge of a new kind of program, uh, one for the people uh, that actually works. And so that's why we feel we feel this burden to make sure that uh, it actually works. And that's why we've split up the capacity. Half of it's going to be used for uh, really just straight social benefit purposes like the schools, and half of it needs to be uh, a commercial product that, that gives Telebras um, a return on its investment. The service itself, though, that's an, that's another way that it uh, Brazil will benefit. So what's next in Brazil? You know, right now, since we just got TCU's uh, approval, now we can go back and start the hiring we just talk, talked about in Brazil. And, you know, when we've talked to candidates over the past year, one of the things they, if they know about us, that they've brought up is they say they believe in the program. They've, they've followed SGDC's development. They were rooting for, uh, you know, Telebras to launch the service, and they want to be a part of it. So, Lisa, you are getting ready to head down to Brazil uh, here pretty soon. So what's on the agenda? Uh, so, yeah, I'll be down there next week at the Abrint Conference. That's a uh, conference in Sao Paulo uh, that is for telecommunications and Internet providers. So, again, being being part of the Brazil industry now, uh, we're happy to participate in some of these activities. And I'm also down there recruiting the team that will uh, the Brazilian Biasat Brazil team. That's great. Well, well, Lisa, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. It's an exciting time for, uh, for our business in Brazil and for uh, the Brazilians who are going to be benefiting from all this. So uh, we'll catch up with you in a couple more months and see how it's going. Thanks, Alex. Uh, thanks for, for talking about Brazil. And I think Biasat has tremendous opportunities down there, and we're hoping to do a lot of good work. Thanks, Lisa.